This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've I spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of morning doc how are you doing this week hey gordon i'm all right yourself Excellent, yeah. I really enjoyed our, our podcast last week with uh, Johan Costa and Marie from MRF. And as you have surmised, I'm I'm full flow on the media database release season, and you've been very patient with me, and you're going to indulge me again today, I believe, on the, another media data release. Absolutely, Gordon. As long as you don't uh, rope me into any higher grade questions, I'm okay. I'll answer the simple client things and leave the media speciality up to you and, and our guest today. Well, and our guest today is Angie Hammond, who is head of insights at SABC, and uh, is really the ideal person to take us through today's topic because they're, they're, it's, it's quite a technical thing, uh, Doc. To be honest, you know, you know my mantra: I'm a data user, I'm not a data producer. So, but we've got somebody who, uh, in Angie, who has walked the, the route with radio research and, and television research for many, many years now. So, Angie, thanks for uh, joining us on the show, and it's great to have the SABC voice uh, on the podcast at last. Thank you for having me, uh, Gordon and Doc. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, there. Angie. Uh, we appreciate your time and, and obviously your insights to be shared you know, with our listeners. So thanks again. Angie, let, let's just start at, at, at the basic for those listeners who, who are not perhaps familiar with the journey uh, of radio research. I mean, we, we have been with diaries for two, I think about four decades now. Um, and that was also a, a cappy uh, a personal interview and a diary leave behind. But we've migrated to the first phase of a whole new approach to methodology uh, and the data which has just been released out in the RAMS 2021 uh, database uh, has, has been uh, developed through, through a CATI uh, telephone interview methodology. Why don't you take us through that journey a little bit and explain to us the key points of difference in, in that research? 
No problem, Gordon. Um, I think like most things, uh, methodology uh, for the, the current RAMs was inspired obviously by lockdown. I think uh, even though we contemplated it in previous uh, uh, renditions of RAMs, which were also diary leave behind seven day diaries, uh, even though we considered catty, I think people were a bit nervous about considering about combining the two methodologies. But we have been speaking about CATI for a while now and possibly online, because as you can imagine, uh, the old personal interview had a huge number of challenges, especially in a country like ours, chief amongst them being uh, that you could not access people that easily who lived in gated communities. And of course, you also did not count uh, uh, or you did not sample people in institutions. Suddenly, having moved from CATI to CATI, uh, the telephone interview with its random digit dialing, we now have access to all those people. We have access to CEOs. We have access to truck drivers. We have access to people in gated communities. So everyone has a chance of uh, ending up on our sample. And uh, uh, we've always known that the methodology would have given us that kind of advantage. But uh, uh, as, as COVID has done with so many things, it's forced us into that space uh, permanently, and I don't think we'll be looking back. No, I, know, I mean, I think the, the, the issue of, of uh, gated communities has been one that's been knocking around for a good couple of year, years now, and the erosion of the sampling at the top end of the market has, has been caused uh, cause for concern. Um, it, the, the, this particular methodology has been, been used in other parts of the world. I know it's been used extensively in Italy. But what made me sit up and take note is the fact that it's uh, also been used in Tanzania, which I think is interesting. What, what are some of the learnings that uh, we get from Italy and Tanzania that kind of reassure us that you know, this methodology is sound? Um, Gordon, I haven't had a, a deep look into that yet, but I imagine the one key thing is that uh, basically everybody has a cell phone, everybody is contactable. And the, me the methodology, uh, random digit dialing, uh, uh, makes sure you can cover the sample you need. Obviously, the, the challenges are around area and community. In other words, uh, uh, people are not really, people don't always know that I live in a rural com community. People don't always know these things, so they cannot confirm those things. But yes, uh, I imagine those are the kinds of things we, we would be dealing with, the same that uh, our Tanzanian co colleagues would be dealing with as well. Um, these are challenges we need to iron out in, in, in future uh, waves of the research. And then just one last technical question before I, I throw it open to the doc. Um, the, the random sampling, I mean, that was random within a stratified uh, kind of structure, so the weightings and the weighting back to to population is sound. I think the I think the weighting efficiencies were were right up there in the eighties, if I'm not mistaken. So is it random stratified? But in that within that stratification, there's there's a random uh, dialing mechanism. Yes, absolutely, totally, hundred uh, percent, uh, spot on. And yes, you correct the random. Uh, sorry, the weighting efficiencies are, are very good, which is what inspired us to release the data. Um, they're higher than your global averages. I think the global average uh, acceptable is 70%. We hit in close to 80% in some instances. Obviously, some areas less, uh, less successful than others, but because we are building up towards a sample of 36,000 over a period of a year, we 
can fix that in successive ways. So you can stop and have a look to see if you, you're meeting your sample requirements, uh, literally weekly, which is uh, something we could not do with personal interviews where you had to wait for the data to, to come in. Doc, you that died in the world uh, market here, is, is this all about uh, numbers for you? I can see your eyes here, which my, <laughs> listeners, my listeners don't have the pleasure of seeing lighting up with excitement as we, Angie and I, talk passionately about numbers. Is it all about numbers for you? What would get you to go onto radio you know, at all as a marketer? Yeah. Gordon, I, I actually, we, we, you know, through my career, we used radio extensively as almost a second medium. You know, we were a lot of the times those days television-led and, and I guess towards the end of, of, of my time in the corporate space, very digital. But certainly radio played a massive role. And it wasn't just the numbers, Gordon, it's the quality of the audience as well. And we rely so heavily on our media agencies. So what you're talking about now, that research would happen some earlier part in the value chain. So by the time I intersected it as a client, you know, I would sit with our media houses in, in the last case it was media shop and sit with them and go through the stuff uh, and then and then buy around specific either programming uh, or audiences uh, but certainly radio was a massive part of our a massive part of our mix in fact the two parts that fell away towards the end of cinema and uh, and print digital rose radio was fairly constant and tv kind of probably lost a few points but uh, but not dramatically yeah, that's interesting because one of the points which came out of our, our podcast with Cantor and, and Monique Glasser from Cantor was this disconnect between marketed perception and consumers' perception of the media. And radio was one of the ones which was the, you know, quite significantly disconnected. There was much more confidence from listeners than there ever was from, from the marketers. And you just bring it back to one last question on, on the sort of techno side of things and, and the research. There was an unintended consequence of, of the Katie methodology, which um, was governed by, by the Poppy Act, um, and that was access to 15 to 17-year-olds. That's, that's obviously a major omission um, in, in terms of the historical database. Uh, it's only something like 5% of the, of the radio listening population is age 15 to 17. But in that age set, 95% of them are... Uh, radio listeners. So how are we going to get around that problem in terms of pitching radio to those youth uh, segments, uh, which would be targeting 15 to 17? It's a big challenge, Angie. What, what, what's the answer there? Yes, yes, yes. We, we, were, we were taken aback by that. And, and uh, not surprisingly, considering uh, that you have to seek permission to uh, interview someone under 17, I think it's the Children's Act. And obviously, as researchers, we uh, it, it's probably a lot more difficult to seek permission when when you when you're calling on a telephone. So we looking we really looking forward to the passive listening panel because we can get that permission up front, and we're obviously going to be getting some really rich data from that passive listening uh, panel because we'll get the permission up front to 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 download the app, and then Bob's your uncle. That's it. We leave it behind and and uh, the youth uh, who are obviously consuming our stations, our radio stations will be, will be able to measure their listening and their audio habits and, and uh, possibly even beyond audio habits um, uh, to start looking at that world that you paint, Gordon, about the, uh, the North Star. So yes. hopefully uh, 
this panel will start giving us some information that will help us design that solution for our advertisers, uh, uh, hopefully more, more uh, uh, in the short term rather than the long term. COVID has taught us to be brave, so I think we can move that way quite swiftly. Um, but yes, that is a challenge for the current uh, release of the data. Um, and I, I suspect uh, the best way to, to solve for that is to simply uh, uh, select an age range that covers a lot more than, rather than say 15 to 18, uh, call it 15 to 24. So in other words, you, you have stable sets of data yeah. for now. We know that once we have the media cell, the passive panel uh, listening data, we'll be able to see different things coming out of that and obviously plan different. But it, it's it's just another six months to wait, I think. <laughs> yeah, we'll be hoping to have Gary Whittaker on from the BRC uh, in the new year. And so we'll unpack that in, in more detail. So I think, would I be correct in, in saying that the best way to look at this set of CATI data is the first step in the process, and this is not the uh, destination, this is the beginning of the journey, because it's only in a couple of months' time we'll get the holistic view of uh, the audio behaviour. I think Johan Costi used a, a nice phrase last week uh, in our chat with uh, the MRF, uh, that we, we need to differentiate between the how of media being consumed and the how many. The one's a pricing issue, the, the other one's a planning issue. So I guess the how and the how many for that matter. We just got to wait a couple of months for, for that. Strangely enough, um, one of the kind of things we do as planners, we, 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 we ask for change, we demand change, and you've given us change. But our first sort of response to that is to go back in time and try and see how we look compared to the old way of doing things. Um, so I did the analysis and looking back, which technically you shouldn't do because the methodologies are, are, are so different. And there seemed to me to be a very reassuring conformity to the pecking order. The big stations were the big stations. So eight of the top 10 stations of total national audience were SABC stations. The same eight are still there um, as they were in, in 2020 and now again 2021. Um, do, have you had a chance to unpack that, you know, the overall listing per station with any degree of detail, um, is is it a reassuring conformity in terms of, or consistency perhaps is a better word? And what, yes. what are you finding there? No, we were very happy to see the results do uh, uh, confirm what was happening in the past. And you're right, the, uh, the methodology is so different. And we can pick that up, for example, in uh, stations like SAFM, which, as you know, were uh, radically undercounted. If... Uh, if uh, the uh, Sunday Times' Sabre survey, which they used to conduct uh, regularly, I don't know if they still do that. No, they don't, unfortunately. They don't, yes. And, and in, that, in that survey, SAFM was consistently uh, the most listened to station amongst uh, CEOs and the C-suite. So we're very happy to see that SAFM has finally getting numbers that look more like the real thing. Um, uh, in the old survey, they were picking up 200,000 listeners. In the current survey, it's up to, well, it looks more like the real thing, 800,000, like I say. The other station, Radio 2000, which we know uh, because of its nas national footprint, uh, the previous survey, we were not surveying truck drivers, things like that. So now we can survey people as they move um, uh, along the roads of the country and actually in, indeed call into stations, which is quite interesting. It makes for really compelling radio. 
and and we see that uh, uh, Radio Two Thousand has come up with two million listeners. It was already the fastest growing station. We can't obviously compare it to the previous, so the methods are so different. But yes, we happily finding confirmation of all those things. The top stations in almost every metro province are, are SABC stations, Metro FM, Ukosi FM, Lesedi, and so on. So the, those confirmations are reassuring. And uh, of course, we haven't done that much digging because we haven't got the, the, the planning data up to that bottom 15 minute. We've got very basic data for now. Um, and I think uh, Ipsos and the BRC are still working on supplying that kind of uh, uh, granular data. You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. So yeah, I think Agrarian Data has just hit our laptops uh, in the last day or so, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, oh, whatever problems were there have been uh, lined up. And I think lest I incur the wrath of he who, you know, who must be obeyed, I, I would be amiss to point out that brand that probably fills the... Uh, the space which previously was occupied by Sabre. So it would be an interesting exercise to do what you suggest. Have a look at the top end stuff and band up and see how, how it, uh, it correlates. But we were one or two other changes as well, which, which I find um, quite convincing. So, uh, yeah, I was looking for performance where there had been an obvious reconfiguration uh, of the station. So something like 702, we had 702 on the station last year at the time they were reconfiguring the station. And they certainly seem to have had the benefit of that reconfiguration. But where we were comparing apples with apples, stations the same. The pecking order remained much, you know, much the same as it was in the past, which I guess, which is a good thing. But just coming back to those top 10 um, stations, 91% of, of the listenership and those top 10 stations is SABC. So, we, we, can, we can default to the usual suspects, Ocosio, Mflomo, Wenemi, Lissedi. It's been a mantra of mine for a long, long time, but are we, are, are we seeing enough recognition of the role of ALS stations and just community stations, generally speaking? Um, and, you know, do you have plans afoot to kind of roll this, this out? I mean, diversity and inclusion is one of the biggest initiatives driving global thinking right now. Do you have any thoughts around building, you know, again, some of the strong points you used to have on, on you know, advertising in the home language, which continues to be unsupported as far as I can see? Um, Gordon, yes, we, we, we are obviously scratching our heads about that one uh, because we can't redo uh, something like the reach, reaching critical mass uh, studies. That was literally... It was a study that was uh, necessary for its time. It needed to do away with, uh, uh, I, I don't know if you recall this, but I'm that long in this industry. When I came, there were uh, the WCI diaries. I mean, that I, I cannot believe they did things that way. <laughs> so white colored Indian diaries and black yep. diaries. So critical mass spoke to that period and basically the, the the rams and the diaries and the tans as we have them today are thanks to that uh, uh, that study. We have to look at it quite differently uh, in in today's world. And and Gordon, I had a look at your 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 um, 
uh, or what is it? Not the podcast. Your blog. Blog. The blog. The media blog. And yeah. Yes, and you have a table of data in there yep. that says the top five stations in the Western Cape, Gauteng. And of course, the first thing I did was go to Talmar and quickly do a run on the top five stations. And they are not 94.7 uh, uh, YFM, uh, and I don't know what else you have in there, but they are not as you have them. So the SABC stations were physically removed from consideration. Uh, so, so Let me correct you on that. If you go back and read the blog again, I said independent, excluding SABC ah, okay. community stations. So I think we know that if you look in Durban, oh. uh, Causey FM um, is the biggest. The so what I was looking yes. at was the independent commercial stations and the community stations. So just a quick correction on that point. I Causey is the biggest in Durban. Uh, and you know, there's nothing really to learn there. Yeah. Um, but also, for that matter, Causey FM is not a regional station. Um, it's a national station. Uh, and it's got yes. listeners around the country. So one has to just uh, factor in that. But, uh, you know, somebody else tried to to uh, sort of draw my attention to that as well. So just a correction there. I was looking specifically at the, at the independent okay. dynamics because that's where I think a lot of the energy can, can be discovered. I hear you. So so as you can see, our, our work is cut out for us in, in the sense that uh, we, we are we – are representative of the entire entire population so the the diversity you speak of is already uh, uh represented in the audiences that the sabc reaches all across the nation uh digital platforms are making it easier for us now to provide multiple streams because obviously the language uh, is is a big plus on our stations and not everybody uh who speaks zulu uh will be wanting to listen to Okozi FM as it is, or to the dramas. So we need to make a youthful Okozi FM. So we need to provide our listeners with a, 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 a parenting Okozi FM. So uh, digital platforms are making that possible for us. And obviously, we need to work at uh, pointing out the quality of our listeners. What does what 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 um, I think marketers often think is that uh, there, there'll be some wastage. But I think the the cost per thousands on our stations is definitely uh, uh, value for money, I would I would reckon. So yeah, we, we need to work on a different way of valuing our audiences for the, for, for the advertising industry. Yeah. I think just saying size is not, not gonna work anymore. Uh, we know we have the, 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 the quantity. Uh, One of the interesting indicators that we've unpacked in the last couple of weeks, and I'm gonna ask doctors to comment a little bit on this one, um, is the issue of trust. Um, the Global Trust Index uh, did a, a survey of digital platforms or digital sources in South Africa and ranked them um, on, on a five-point scale where you know, one was the most trusted. And there were only three of the, of, of the websites which were trusted in terms of the, uh, the, the listener or the reader or the, the engages ability to go and, and analyze the source of that content. So it was Media 24, I can't for the life of me recall the second one, but the, other, the third one, in the, of the only three of the 35 that made it into the safe space was SABC News. So I would imagine trust is, is a critical factor that you can build into, into those radio stations. It's, it's a trusted source, um, and, and that's quite a compliment. Only three of the 35 websites analyzed um, passed that test. 
Talk the brand itself. I mean, when you're looking at a brand, do you ever get a feeling that, you know, this is my brand, brand X, and here's a station, and the station, forget the numbers, forget the price, does the brand fit? How do you, how do you get your head around that one? No, I think, Gordon, you know, we if, if I look across, you know, the products that, that I marketed through my career, and they were very different. And, you know, just let's talk ALS for a second. So a lot of our prepaid cell phone offer, our, our starting point would be an ALS station. And then we'd look at the size and the reach of that particular station and the audience around it. And then the, the creative that fitted into that. And, and I mean, you may remember a while back, one of our very early guests was a guy called Napster. And he spoke about creating, ideating in a native language upfront. Mm. In other words, not translating from English. Yes. Now, most of our mistakes were made like that. We would write an English script and then trans try and translate it to get the nuances right. Um, I think in some cases we did get it right. And if awards are anything to go by, we actually won. Uh, we, we certainly won at Lurie's and we won a can for ALS, uh, African language, a piece of work that was entered for cell phone insurance. Okay, So that would speak to a brand marrying to a station. But then again, you know, through the years, we'd look at also big name personalities on, you know, in the heyday of five and, 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 and it's sport at that stage. We would partner with those sports personalities and build our product around and enjoy the halo effect. You know, the same with some of the other stations. Angie, I'm not going to talk about some of the independents because it's an SABC show, but for the sake of, you know, those personalities and, you know, some of the, the, the people I talk to far more entrenched in radio are saying maybe there aren't those big name personalities anymore, Gordon, to hold the show together and that you build your stuff around it. Now, one of my biggest fears was, you know, a live read that was done badly or a promotion that was done badly. Therefore, I'd rather default to a, a recorded spot where I had control over. The opposite was if we had a great rapport with the on-air person, those reads became not 30 seconds. They became two minutes of dialogue, you know, given given parameters. So we would often look at those nuances. The audience numbers was important. The money was always important. Mm. But we, we would scratch the surface. Also, Gordon, we would we would pair stuff up, you know, Angie. A radio gave us that ability, the beauty of an OB. You know, we would take that to our stores, store openings. People wanted to see how radio works because it's invisible to the eye. You know, it's an audio medium. We would do it with digital. We would cross-pollinate. So um, we had a lot of fun those days, uh, Gordon, not just using radio. And I think today, Angie, uh, is, is, is the parallel, and you spoke about it, you know, the whole digital side, another channel, podcasting obviously we're on a podcast today so i'd be curious to see the growth of that side plus the marketability into corporates on that side in other words the parallel stream you know the digital on demand stream yes yes oh i, I think gordon you'll have uh, quite a, a time of it when you uh, chat to reggie uh, in the new year and indeed when you attend the tech uh, open day because all those plans are in place um, it, it's really exciting. The SABC is both publisher, video, audio. We even have the most stunning buildings across the country that can be turned into digital billboards. Those are all plans that I'm hoping uh, will be shared with you, Gordon, when you attend the open day. But yeah. uh, we want to play in all those spaces and offer our clients that complete solution. And you write about the language ideating uh, the campaign in the language. The best campaigns that have worked for, for our, our clients have been those that have been, they've allowed our drama studios, for example, to be used 
and those professionals to 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 do the ad from scratch uh, instead of doing the whole uh, trans translating thing. So there's going to be lots of those plans that will be shared with you, Gordon, and I hope with everybody in the world because they are really stunning plans. Um, it's it's almost all those overdue plans. I think you know them, Gordon, about us providing uh, uh, our clients, for example, with a full uh, 360 solution. In other words, uh, SMMEs want to be on TV, for example. We're going to have multi-channel uh, 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 future with DTT and, of course, with the, the, the commercial direct-to-home solutions that are, are, are multiplying as we speak. Um, so we'd like to have, be that complete solution for people. Uh, I think just watch this space. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I think something uh, you and I have spoken about a lot, Angie, in the past is, is that holistic approach because with your platforms, you really can see whole chunks of the market and offer a very competitive product uh, offering. Um, just, just to clarify the, the open day, um, I would just say to the listeners, please chat to your SABC executives. The 3rd of December is the SABC Technology Open Day, which I'm certainly going to go and have a, have a good look at because there's so many developments uh, that are going to be relevant there. But I think that's a good positive point of which to wrap up. Angie, bad news for you on one front and good news for us, Doc, on the other. Just working through the PhD shift book, there are 10 words which we have to eliminate from marketers who are having a midlife, midlife crisis. One of those 10 words, Angie, unfortunately, is the one you used, ideate. Apparently, that is a simple word and has to go. The good news is one of the 10 words is pivot, Doc. It looks like we've won. It looks like pivot's got to go. Got to go. Now, I was, I was hoping you weren't going to say pivot's got to stay, Gordon, because that's got to yeah. go. I mean, you know, I, don't need, I don't need Shift to tell me that. <laughs> It's my pet hate. My pet hate. <laughs> well, I'm, glad, I'm glad we're all aligned on that one. This is a good place to, to end the show. We're completely aligned on, on terminology, on research. We're looking forward to the SABC Technology Open on the 3rd of December. Um, Andrew, thank you for, for joining us on the show. Uh, Doc, we will uh, we'll see you next week. And yeah, thank you for having me. As always. Angie, thanks so much for your time. And again, you know, it's great to hear, you know, those plans are afoot at the national broadcast across all of your platforms because it's such a it's such a massive organization. And uh, and you know, we look forward certainly to see the goodness and more goodness coming out of your stable. So thanks for your time today, and I look forward to those future developments. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And to the listeners, thanks for joining us. Uh, we will chat with you again next week. Ciao for now. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Muller, the Guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.